0: Niggas are chitty-chatty, you pushy like, damn, how can I be my man? I'm up, jump, my heart, I'm caught in my face. Hot, go, pitty-pitty, you better in the hills. Chills. I'm losing control, so Jesus take the will. The baby ain't got no chill. Chills. At the end of the night, we relate to two stars. of light is our fate. Destined to shine, it's not too late. Chills. To put in your brails and skate. My world is on wheels, I can take you away. It's all the Welcome, 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 everybody! In case you didn't already know, in case you didn't know what show you just tuned into, what's this noise that I got going on in my ears? What is what is this that I'm seeing on my screen? If you're watching live. Welcome to another episode of Just a Dope Ass Podcast. I am one half of your duo, King Carter, aka D C today. I am DBMT the, the Black Male Therapist. I'm missing I'm missing a, 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 a piece of the duo today. So this is just it's gonna be me. Shout out to TJ. He wasn't available to come and uh, yell at y'all a little bit and give you guys a little entertainment. So you're stuck here with just just me. Damn. Hope you guys aren't too disappointed that you don't get to see the both of us, but we'll be back in action on Monday. So for now, hope you guys are enjoying your Saturday thus far. You're living, you're breathing, you're getting you some sun. It's been gloom and doom for the last few days this week. Hopefully the sun is like, you know, got a little got a little beam on your neck. Stepped outside, got your vitamin D for the day, got your sun rays, started your day off on a good foot. Even better since you're here with me checking out the show. If you're watching live, make sure you let me know in the comment section where you're listening from. Be sure to give a little shout out. I see y'all out there. Hey, how you doing? Love you all. I'll be sure to tap in with you. If you're listening live right now on the Good News Radio app, if you pay attention every week when we mention it and you downloaded it, you see all that all that back there? which is Right there you see that right there if you pay attention and you download all that stuff right there on all the platforms you follow it you're listening live i can talk to you live too on there just in case you didn't know like we got a chat section for that as well so make sure you follow make sure you subscribe make sure you do all the other stuff you know you know all the usual content jargon goes at the beginning and end of all shows when people tell you to like follow subscribe hit that thumbs up button and all that other stuff you you guys you guys hear from everybody you should already know the deal by now but in case you don't all that all right yeah right there there we go follow that download all that on on right there apple radio and we can't zoom in i wish i could zoom in on this camera which you can't but right there on apple right there on google listen live if you can't watch live here on YouTube or Facebook other than that I'm feeling pretty good today I got up got a little bit of exercise in shout out to to the groups I go and play my my warrior ball with every other Saturday get a little physical activity in, get a little sand work in woke up feeling good working on my diet the end of the year is approaching and y'all know what that means. That means everybody's going to get to have a family time when it comes to uh, I'll say the holiday, just in case you don't celebrate Christmas, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, is that how we say it? Whatever you celebrate in the year is approaching last holiday of the year, but also the bringing in of the new year. Which means you're going to have your New Year's resolutions. You're going to have all these different thoughts that you're participating in, all these different habits that you're trying to address and change all these things that you're maybe wanting to kind of change a little bit now is definitely the time for self-reflection now is definitely the time to kind of address what you got going on in your life so if you haven't already if you ain't listening to Keith like early in the morning him yelling at you to tell you get your shit together if, if if he couldn't get the message through to you this is a little reminder like your New Year's resolutions are the things that you feel like you need to start working on. You should have thought about that like, like yesterday. But it's not too late. You still got a few weeks left in the year. You can start practicing and kind of easing your way into things, kind of getting yourself situated. That way it's a little bit easier when you do start that New Year. Short little plug. That's the benefit of like paying attention to yourself. A little reflection a little bit of self-awareness, a little bit of mindfulness. I'm not going to get too deep into it with with the mental health jargon today, but that is definitely a, a little a little nugget to remind you. Like If you're not already, start paying attention a little bit more to yourself so you understand what it is you need to work on going into the new year. Also, the new year is also, in case you ain't know, in case you, you ain't really recognize who you're listening to, the new year is like a great time to like find a therapist, like all that stuff that you had mucked up in your history, in your past for all these years that you ain't addressed. Not to say it has to be me. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying it has to be me. Just for us as uh, melanated individuals, I'm I'm advocating for you. If you don't have one already, or it's been a while since you've been able to speak to somebody That is in mental health to help you address your mental health, to help you address your physical health, to help you address your nutritional health and your emotional health. If you haven't had people in your corner to help you be more accountable to and to address those issues, that's the perfect time. I mean, I'm all for to get in the gym and work out and have these weight loss. I gotta be sexy for the summer, hot girl summer this year. I'm gonna have my body right, bitch. Like, that's all fun and great. But make sure that you got your mental address with it. So, if you don't already, find you a mentor, find you a therapist, find you a, a a counselor, a coach. Hell, you can get one of each. There's no limitation to it. But now is definitely the time to start thinking about it. Also, in that, don't be selfish. Like share the wealth. Share the wealth. If your kids need one, if you got kids, you need your kids need one. Get your kids one too. I know y'all. Some of y'all, especially us in the black household, sometimes like, well, they kids, they ain't got to pay no bills. What they got to worry about? No, they got stuff to worry about. They have things that's on their mind. So in case you haven't really paid attention to that, make sure that you do. Get your get your kids a therapist, man. You can't be their therapist, and don't don't like give it to God. Gotta be your no. Don't do that. We're not doing that. Don't do that shit. That's not okay. Like actually find them some some assistance. Be more in tune with the people in your household. If your husband or wife. You know, they've been struggling a little bit and it seems like something that's out of your control. Get them the help that they need. Make sure you're supporting them. Make sure that you're loving them. That could be the perfect Christmas gift. Find them a therapist. Get them some therapy sessions. Prepay some therapy sessions. Prepay like a month to two months. You know, that's about four to eight sessions, depending on how you do it. You may not be able to get to the root of everything, but at least you'll be able to go ahead and get something started. Get them the support and love that they need. Make sure you go ahead and gift them that for Christmas. I know everybody wants some some material shit. Everybody wanna I want a new car. Or, I want want this game system or I want these shoes or I want a trip to this or whatever it is that you're thinking material wise. Your health is important too, so shout out a little plug to that as well. Don't be afraid to give somebody some 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 therapy sessions as a Christmas gift. I know that sounds kind of weird, though. Like, would you for anybody like when you when you when you listen to this, when you hear this, for those that's listening live, or or for anybody that's hearing this recording later on or watching this recording later on, let, let me know how you would feel if somebody for, for Christmas, for Kwanzaa, for your birthday, for the new year, whatever it is, if somebody got you the gift of therapy, how would you feel? would you take it personally if you do take it personally why what would be the reason like why would you why would you feel some kind of way if somebody gave you like hey I got you some therapy session dog you can go ahead and handle that like just for your own maintenance for your own self-care would you be offended if somebody got you like a, a gym membership somebody got you a gym membership like if you not overweight or not obese or whatever the case is would you take offense to it or if you if you are somebody that's a little bit on the heavier side would you take it personal like if somebody gave you a gift that you actually needed they gave you a gift of something that was going to be supportive to whatever goals that you were trying to accomplish or maybe even towards something that you ain't even think about would you be offended and if so if you will be offended why Why would you be offended how do you take that personal? For me, now I know I know that I'm a little bit biased. You know, I wouldn't take it personal. You feel me? I, I wouldn't take it personal, but that's also because I understand the benefit of the things, the, the gym membership, the trainer sessions, the the therapist or the life coaching or whatever it is, like if somebody gave me access to that to kind of get my foot in the door and get my journey started my self betterment journey started i don't think i would take that personal now now at this point in time in my life now i'll be honest with y'all if this was me maybe let's see be a self i'll self-disclose a little bit 35 now if this was me maybe a little bit earlier 20s maybe 10 or plus 10 or more years ago i probably would have took it a little bit personal man what you trying to say not the train not the trainer part i was an athlete at the time so i had i had that covered i didn't really need that and well 10 years ago i was a trainer so i definitely didn't need one because i was already the person you would be hiring but prior to that can i say you know maybe high school because college student athlete so training was sold up prior to that high school somebody gave me therapy i would probably be a little bit offended I'd probably be a little upset. But I also would be, I'd be a little bit worried. Why? I think I'd be a little bit worried because it's like, damn, whatever I'm struggling through, whatever I got going on in my mind is visible. Hindsight being 2020, like I know now at 35, how I was at 15, 16, and above. I knew how I was in my teens. I knew how I was in my early 20s, mid 20s, late 20s. But, you know, for us, especially as black men, like fellas, for those of y'all fellas that's watching, we're not always open, honest and vulnerable about the things that we struggle through. So for somebody to give us a gift like this or to give us kind of a setup of something like this, without us asking for it, without us even acknowledging what we're going through. That, I could see that being a little jarring of how like, damn, people can notice. People can see that I'm struggling a little bit. People really like, damn, is it that noticeable? I must be really fucked up. Like, God, no, I need to. Damn, I didn't recognize. Once you get past the ego part, of course, where your ego's a little bruised because you're trying to figure out, well, why is somebody doing this for me? What they trying to say? What are they trying to tell me I got a problem? they trying to say I'm crazy? What they, what's, 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 what's the issue? Like, what they trying to... Once you get past that ego part, though, like, damn, I guess it is noticeable. I have been struggling for a minute. I have been hurting. I have been a little bit different. I ain't really talked to nobody about it. I guess they could see that. How can they see that? I didn't know it was that noticeable. It's good when somebody ca- can tap into it. For us, especially as black men, because, you know, we're always taught to not be not be vulnerable, not to really show emotion, not to really let people in on what's going on with us. But it's it's always beneficial when you have somebody that can tap into it, somebody that can listen. Somebody that can reach out to us and ask us like, yo, you good. Everything all right yeah, no, blink one for yes, blink two for no, shake your head to say danger, Will Robinson, danger, I'm in danger, help me, help me, please. Some type of signal, some type of questioning to get us to show our true answer. We so damn good at masking that shit. We so good at hiding our reality from people, not living our truth. Our our real truth, not like that fake ass truth that we be presenting to everybody. Not to, you know, like the insecurity masking. You know, all this. I know how where it is. Vulnerability, self disclosure. Originally, when we started the show, we started recording, like we started having the visuals with it. I threw these on because I used to be real nervous. I didn't want people to see my eyes looking at notes. I was trying to be wary and cautious of how I looked on camera. I had been used to doing public speaking. Like I done spoke in front of classrooms. I done hold, held groups. I've hosted events in college in front of like packed auditoriums and things of that nature. I was nervous doing that shit too. Don't get me wrong. But something also about being here, being vulnerable being exposed trying to be entertaining for people also trying to engage in good conversation that should have me shook so i threw these on now granted i'm a lot more comfortable now Sometimes i got my moments, but i'm a lot more comfortable now so i don't have to wear the shades but it creates a look you know people are used to seeing me with the shades on so i'll make sure i got some on just because that's kind of my, my thing here but I don't need to wear them as much. I've gotten a little bit more comfortable. But say today, I'm missing my other half. I'm missing my partner today. I got to ride the ship. Got to steer this thing solo. That could be a little nerve-wracking, right? Me expressing that, though, could help ease the tension. So I, I, I bring all this forward to kind of highlight that's something I wanted to it's kind of been a theme throughout the week for me that's kind of like been flashing in my mind like not just with clients again make sure I get centered because I know I'll see you make sure y'all can see a little centered make sure we good but especially this week a a lot of things that I've seen this week the thing that's kind of been flashing in my mind is like damn vulnerability Vulnerability, 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 vulnerability. Now, granted, I'm not just talking about in therapy with my clients. I have had some conversations this week in session with my clients where we have discussed vulnerability. I always touch on and tap in when it comes to vulnerability because HIV, healing is vulnerability. So those of you that don't know the title of today's episode or you can't see it, or if you didn't pay attention to it when you clicked on it. HIV awareness, and I'm not talking about the disease. Happiness is vulnerability awareness. Healing is vulnerability. For us, especially as black men, we're not always vulnerable. We don't always show what's going on for us, and we end up missing our opportunity to heal. We end up missing our opportunity for happiness. We end up missing our opportunities for abundance. We don't know how to be goddamn vulnerable. God damn, man. You don't know how to just speak your mind for something that's other than a demand. You don't know how to tell people when you're hurting. But like I said, a lot of these things kind of came up during the weekend obviously i can't tell you about the things that i discuss in my sessions with my clients that would be confidentiality that i would be breaching that's a hippo situation so i can't share that with you but when it comes to pop culture we talk a lot about like music artists and movies and anime and things of that nature like all the blur shit like 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 geek black like nerd stuff we talk about all these different things on the show here's some examples right first thing that popped up in my mind, especially at the beginning of the week, first thing of the week, start the week off right. Nick Cannon. Now, for those of you that may not have caught it this week, Nick Cannon on this talk show, he went ahead and shared that he had lost his, I believe, five-month-old over the weekend to a brain tumor, if I'm not mistaken kind of sudden wasn't expecting it wasn't something that they knew was going to happen it just bam something seemed wrong go get it checked out at the doctor as a parent you get some of the worst news that you could ever have in your life that something is desperately wrong with your child then the even worst case scenario happens and you lose your child Now not only is that devastating, not only is that traumatic, not only is that grieving, in the state of grieving, over the weekend. You lose your child and I gotta figure out how to heal. But then I gotta go to work. I got my own live syndicated television show. Got hundreds of thousands of people watching me. I can't cancel the show. I gotta show up. Still got to go to jobs, still got to make that money, still have to provide a living, still have to entertain the people, because that's what they want in the midst of my grief, What does he to choose to do? He chooses to, on his platform, share the news of his loss. Now, for me, from a mental health standpoint, that's major. That's major. Well, matter of fact, where the let me look at this board. I don't want that. Let me make sure I believe it's the yellow one. It should be the light. Yeah, it is a yellow one. I thought so. All applause, love, and flowers and support to Nick for being vulnerable enough to share his pain on National Live Television and let us in on where his head space is, where his heart is what he's going through as a black man who just lost his child a concerned involved father which we already don't get credit for being on a societal standpoint in this country to begin with all the slack that he normally catches for having all these kids and being with different women and all this others all this mud that we may sling his way all these jokes that we may be ha ha and kiki and At the expense of Nick, but now in his most vulnerable moment, he decides not to hide it, but to come out and share it. The benefit of that, that man was able to get the support that he needed. Now all them jokes go out the window. He got to vent. He got to express it. He got to let it out, which a lot of us don't get to do. We end up holding that shit in. We don't want to let nobody know how we feel. We don't want to share that with nobody. I'm just, you know, I'm just dug it out, man. I'm just holding you know, that shit in, dog. I'm just, you know, I'll get through it or I'll be straight, you know. It's all good, baby. I can bounce back from this, you know. Can't let nobody see me down bad, you know what I'm talking about? That ain't what he did. He did the exact opposite. On the biggest stage that I got, I'm going to let people know what I'm going through. And allowed himself to start his healing journey, because that's going to be a long, hard one. But start your healing journey by way of being vulnerable, expressing what you need, expressing what's on your mind. Telling people what's going on. Letting people console you and support you directly, indirectly, small, medium, large, whatever you're looking for. He gave himself the opportunity to get that because he decided to be vulnerable, which is majorly important. transition on a little bit more throughout the week you know i do i do a little bit of scrolling me and tj normally shoot shoot back things back and forth we have discussions kind of like off air conversations and things that we can bring on air and talk about scrolling 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 doing my perusing little thumbs up here some double tapping on some cheeks over here Oh, that's really nice. She's got natural hair. I support that. That's not that wig and weave bullshit that everybody else is highlighting. Cool. Oh, a natural body over there. We support that. Oh, this person's working out. Okay. A little bit of sports stuff over here. Hold oh, up. What's this? Came across Lamar Odom's post took him a little minute but he decided in case you didn't know he went on on social media earlier this week and and shared a long caption about his healing journey what he's going through right now sharing how his his previous engagement his previous relationship was toxic and unhealthy how it was abusive hmm Sharing how he's healing, sharing how he's, he's in sobriety right now, sharing how he needed. Yeah, he, he ghosted. I, I left her, I ghosted, but I had to do that for my own mental health because the relationship was unhealthy. How many men are willing to do that? Not very many, but he took to his platform, expressed himself, shared his thoughts, shared his pain a little bit big part of his healing journey. Not only that, but he was able to provide some context. Mm. Other side of the coin, people for, for months, for a minute, been all oh, Lamar and shit. You know, ghosted this woman. They was engaged. Just that and the other. He just left her. Left her hanging. He did her dirty. All types of sl- mud being slung at this man. We don't have no context. We just automatically sided with the woman. He comes out and shares his experience. Now we could put things into a little bit of better context. Oh, damn. He left for his own protection. He left because he needed to. He left because it was healthy for him. Another benefit to us being vulnerable Sometimes you get scrutinized, sometimes you get blamed, sometimes you get chastised, sometimes you have people looking down on you, stepping and throwing mud on your name, because you won't allow yourself to be honest and vulnerable about what your perspective is and what you're going through and how it's affecting you. You allow yourself to be vulnerable you provide a little bit of extra context and be able to let people know what you need in the situation because what you don't need is their judgment what you don't need is their, their, their scrutiny what you don't need is how they're putting you underneath the microscope you don't need their verbal abuse they're shaming they're blaming I need to be supported because y'all don't know what I'm going through. But damn, I can't have people know what I'm going through if I'm not vulnerable enough to share that shit. I keep holding it in. That ain't going to make me no better. I'm going to end up continuously spiraling into this situation that is not beneficial for me. But when I'm vulnerable, I get to let people know what's going on very beneficial for us progress a little bit more through the week doing some more scrolling one day same old two step okay. nice little post here uh, this sparked something that I could talk about oh damn man. this is a nice little mental health nugget oh there goes my ass again double tap on that Hold on, who is this? I ain't came across this before. Hit him with the pardon gift. Bunch of likes. Never coming back here. Deuces. Come across the other post. Dre celebrating his divorce. Another situation we don't have a ton of context in. He didn't share a whole lot either. But the picture itself of him celebrating his divorce was telling to me i kind of shared that with tj too like damn like he's been painted as the bad guy all this time and we we know dre got a little bit of a checkered past when it comes to relationships bruh ain't perfect lamar wasn't perfect nick ain't perfect but because they're men that imperfection gets amplified to the point to where we don't pay attention to what their experience may be But for me, it's like, damn, he's celebrating his divorce. He ain't just like pay the money up and just continue to go about his business. He's celebrating it. He's letting people know that I'm happy I'm divorced. Now, on the flip side, that could be a cry out. He could be trying to mask his pain. I don't know. I ain't got no clue. I don't know that man. He way above my pay grade. I wish I could call Dre a client. Hey, Dre, if you see this, baby, you know. I know you don't need the sliding fee scale. Mm -hmm. You clearly got it. But, you know, if you need somebody, you know, just like you to talk to. I, I got you, bro. Here for you. But he could be masking. He could be masking his pain. He could be trying to put on this broadcast of like, no, I'm good. I'm straight. I ain't really hurting. Or he could be letting you know that relationship wasn't the greatest towards the end. I had to get divorced for a reason. My relationship with her was not as great as y'all think it was. And I was not the villain that you might have thought I was. That's, that's kind of what that told me a little bit, to be honest with you. Like, damn, he's, if he really celebrating that he's a divorce, maybe there's some sides to this situation that we just ain't tapped into. Maybe there's some things that was going on in this situation that we just we ain't, ain't really ready to talk about. Now, I will say, he, you gotta. I don't know what's happening after that divorce. You must have bumped your goddamn head to be going out and taking a um, Marion baby mom on dates. That's all uh, we talked about that on the show a while back. I don't know what the hell's going on through your head during that situation, but I, I that's gotta be a pain date. Like, I'm i am dating my pain away. That's what that had to have been, but brother, don't do that no more. Come on now. I, I know you're hurting and all, but sheesh, bro, you, you already coughing up the bread don't make it worse by by latching on to somebody that's clearly trying to get some clout with who she's dealing with it's just come on if you're gonna get out of a bad situation don't don't make it don't make it worse by jumping into another bad one but that's a whole another conversation that's also some context that i don't have but just from the outside looking in bro that's how it look Don't do that Yo, mm-hmm. g status she's supposed to be smarter than that but going back to the divorce being vulnerable I'm celebrating this for whatever reason I'm celebrating it because I'm happy that I'm finally away from it I'm celebrating it because I was probably suffering and unhappy and unfulfilled for all we know she could have been verbally abusive she could have been manipulative she could have been whatever I don't know we don't know the situation but the fact that he was celebrating it and being vulnerable enough to show us that it's a big deal shouldn't be taken lightly but that also like looking at these examples like as I analyzed it as I thought about it as me and TJ kind of talked about it I came over it like damn there's a cost to being vulnerable for black men like when black men are vulnerable I can't speak for all men I'm sure it's for a lot of men of color in general because culturally we're taught not to I'm sure white men go through it as well that vulnerability, you know, it's it's got a, it's got a price to it. Comes with some backlash. It comes with some negativity. It comes with some something. There's a price that you got to pay when it comes to being vulnerable. I had a conversation with one of my, my closest homeboys. Shout out to Sean. He was kind of like highlighting the, the, I won't say the fearful end of the spectrum, but like the, I'm not completely, I can't trust these hoes with being vulnerable, but a little bit of that, as far as like, nah, man, you got to be careful as a man who you vulnerable with, because they're gonna use that against you. Now, nah, I'm I'm not a big fan of the the mindset of lack that's attached to that, because for me, mental health wise, like I want people, whoever they are, I don't care what you identify as, I don't care what your cultural identity as, I don't uh, I don't I don't care what racial identity you want to adopt, I don't care what it is. I want everybody to get to a point where they feel like they can be vulnerable and open and honest and authentic no matter who they're around and not worry about the consequences and repercussions of it. That's when we start to live in our authenticity. That's when we start to be our authentic selves. That's when we get to be happier. Like I said, happiness Involves vulnerability. Healing involves vulnerability. Happiness is vulnerability. HIV. Can I be vulnerable at any given time? Say, for instance, like we make fun of white folk. Like white folk ain't got no style. They ain't got no. They ain't got no swagger. They ain't got no smoothness. They can't dance. The stereotypes, right? The stereotypes is like white folk be offbeat. You know, swag surfing, it's going to be 14 different directions going at one time. It like they is. They off. They listen to they listen to a certain rhythm. They hearing they hearing something that we ain't hearing because they just ain't following the beat that's at the front. I mean, we missing something, but they all beat. But they can have enough freedom to, quote unquote, dance like nobody's watching. They can enjoy themselves. beat or not, doesn't matter what it is. Just the fact that I'm gonna live in this moment and I'm just going to dance how I feel like dancing takes vulnerability to do that for those who may have say social anxiety or for those that may have dealt with whatever you know maybe you dealt with bullying as a kid or you had a, a parent in your household that would make you feel bad for doing things that was different than what the accepted norm was being able to do something different than a crowd of people being able to be in your own element being able to be your own vibe and ride your own wave, or whatever you want to attach to it, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot of confidence to do that. It takes a lot of security to do that. How many of us could do that, man? How many of us could do that? How many men could go to a club by themselves and just dance and vibe to themselves? In in the states, here in the states, I'm not talking about like somewhere in the Caribbean countries, that's part of their culture, so they're a little bit more comfortable with doing that. But that's not everybody though. There's some people there in them areas too that may not feel comfortable. But for men here in the states, men from the hood, stereotypical number, I'm a I'm a nigga, I'm full blown nigga around here, goddammit. I've got my card in my back pocket at all times. You hear me? How many of us can go out somewhere by ourselves and just dance and not worry about how we look to other people? Think about when you was a high school kid. Even a college kid going out to dances or parties, clubs, whatever, dancing on somebody. You're getting your grind in. You're getting your pretty Ricky going. You're getting your little... What if you ain't got no homeboy to back you up to make sure that you can get low and still keep your balance? What if it's just you? What if you ain't got no wall? you in the middle of the dance floor, club flow slippery. You sliding all around that junk, trying to get your foot in. Somebody throw that thing back a little bit harder than you expect, and now you fall. How would you feel? Would you laugh it off, or would you be a little bit embarrassed? How would the people around you react? Those are things that we may worry about. We don't even pay attention to how we worry about it. But somebody else, like, say, said, white person, they don't care about that. They can slip and fall and laugh it off. And, oh, my God, it's a cool story to tell because they're They're allowing themselves to be vulnerable enough to just be without worry, without fear. No matter where I am, no matter what I'm doing, I'm going to just allow myself to be. It's very freeing. You guys should try it. But for us as black men, we can't even do something that simple sometimes. Keeping ourselves captive emotionally, captives within ourselves, captive in our communities, in our society, in the workplace, even amongst our homeboys. You can be cool with a group of dudes for 25 years and they may not even have seen you be your most vulnerable self. Why? Why? fear the cost of vulnerability for black men we are afraid of whatever that cost is it varies in every situation but we are afraid why like i said my homeboy sean was was hinting that like it's gonna get used against you and that made me think of like pj washington's situation although a lot of people have been on his side like on Brittany Renner's page with the hashtag free PJ, all this other stuff, you know. He's gotten his support in some shape, form, or fashion, but really it's not even been real support for him. It's really just been people trying to highlight Brittany within the situation and show how, like, she pulled an Well, She's had her opportunity to share on her social media or she's had her opportunity when she got to talk to 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 you know coach prime bringing her to speak to the boys over at Jackson she's had the opportunity to share her perspective and be vulnerable and be open ain't heard nothing from pj man is just trying to quietly heal finally gets back on the court playing the game at the free throw line in atlanta atlanta y'all y'all dirty money boy Y'all savages for that. But the Britney Renner chants. This man, finally, he goes through something traumatic, has a terrible experience. It's 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 for the world to see. He hasn't been too vulnerable, but he gets, he tries to muster up enough strength to be able to go back to work, go back to doing what I like to do. And what happens? The thing that I'm struggling through, that vulnerability gets thrown right back in my face when it's convenient for somebody else to get a laugh. Imagine you go through something with somebody. You go through a breakup. You go through a breakup, you at your job, right? I don't care what your job is. You can be goddamn, I don't know, you can be electrical engineer. I don't know, just just pick some shit. Whatever your job is, you can be a damn barber. And the person that you had a relationship with that you just, it was a bad breakup that you just broke up with, and people just come in screaming their name. Hey, start calling you by her name. Hey, what's up, Keisha? How you doing? You been bottling your emotions. You ain't sharing nothing with nobody, but you hurting inside, and you trying to put on that mask. I'm going to put this mask on that looks happy, man. I'll shrug it off. Oh, you got jokes, huh? You are a funny nigga today, huh? I'll see. I'll see how it is. All right. All right. It's cool. It's cool. I remember that. My vulnerability gets thrown in my face. For the joy, happiness, or entertainment of others. That's part of the cost of vulnerability for black men. Now, I want us to get past it. But that's the fear of a lot of black men. I can't be vulnerable. It's going to come back to bite me in the ass. I may not be completely vulnerable with the women that I that I date, the relationship that I'm in, my wife, whatever the situation. I may not be 100% vulnerable with them because I'm afraid that it's going to get used against me at some point. It's going to be used to hurt me at some point. A lot of men fear that. Keeps them from getting the support that they need, though. I can't be completely vulnerable with my homeboys, man. They may use that against me. They may turn into a joke or they may not really listen. They may not really pay me any mind if they see what I'm actually going through. So I got to hide that. Going back to social media, one of my closest homeboys, he put a. He's, he's pretty active on the TikToks, the talks of Tick. He's pretty active on there. He put up a post that I reshared in my story and asked a question. But you know, when you when you sitting at the house, depressed, and you kind of listening to a music, and you vibe into a certain situation, you you you're in a mood. You're going through something, and you're trying to process it. But then you get around your homeboy. Your homeboy come by to see what's up with you, or you know you end up around the homies, and now you got to switch it up and act like you okay, because you don't want to look like a bitch. That's the premise of the post. First part of me was like, damn, bro, are you really going through something or are you just posting for content? Like, I want to make sure you straight. You good? Second part of me was like, damn, but why you got to switch up? He's supposed to be your boys. He's supposed to be your partners. These supposed to be your folk. If I'm really hurting, if I'm really going through something, why well, I got to switch up for you? Why can't I let you know what I'm going through? The closest people to me the people that I care about the most, the people that support me the most, they're going to call me a bitch because I'm going through something? That can't be right. Either that's not a good friendship or I'm overthinking it in a negative way in my mind. Which one is it? Some boundaries got to be drawn. Some things got to be addressed. Something has to give. Because that can't be it, man. I can't I can not not be around my boys and not be vulnerable because I'm going to look like a bitch for going through a depression or going through something that's hurting me that can't that can't be right but that's the cost of vulnerability for black men we think that even our closest friends are gonna throw that shit back in our face simply for being vulnerable for speaking our minds for being our authentic selves that made me start thinking a little bit more hmm if we as black men, as we as men in general, as, if we as men of color, if we as American men, if we're too afraid to be vulnerable, if we're too afraid to be authentic and really like ask for help or share what we're going through, when it comes to the relationships that we have, whether romantic or otherwise, are those genuine relationships? are they are they like are they as tight as we think they are? Because we're interacting with people with a mask on we're interacting with people when it's convenient for us or when it's our representative that's available, but we ain't really letting people know the real version of us. We ain't really sharing with people what we really go through. hmm. So do they really know us at all? If if you've gotten married, if you're a married man out there, a long-term relationship, however you want to look at it, it's up to you. Use it as it applies to your situation. But long-term relationship, committed relationship, and I've never really been authentically vulnerable with my partner. Are they really in a serious relationship with me? Do you really know me? Did I settle for a situation? Because in my mind, I'm not married. I ain't in no serious relationship, but, you know, stupid me, what do I know? I would think that, like, the person that's supposed to be my best friend, my life partner, that's the person that would push me to be more vulnerable, right? That's the person that would challenge me to express myself a little bit more, that would hold me accountable to share in my deepest, darkest. And they help protect that and they nurture that when I do. They allow me the safe space to do so, where if I can't nowhere else, I definitely know that I can here in an abundance. And I don't have to fear or worry about that. But if I'm in this relationship and I've never really done that, never really allowed myself to, and my partner hasn't even recognized it or challenged me to do so, do they really know me? Is this a real legitimate relationship or is this a mask just like my demeanor is? Am I really settling for something that allows me to safely stay within the confines of my bondage? Something that allows me to stay in my box and not come out my prison, my holding cell. Going throughout the week, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Double tap. Oh, that's what's up. It's a nice new song. Okay, this release, This person releasing some music. This person out on, you know, they getting some self-care in. They all kicking it. Oh, happy birthday, so-and-so. Are they doing their thing, too? I hope they got some more ass double tap, baby. Got us all. Oh, some anime stuff. Got to show love to that. Oh, catch up on this little wrestling, you know. Got to make sure I get. What happened? This? I mean, who was fighting? Who's doing this? Who won this match? Oh, we got some fights this weekend let me check and see what's going on with that come across the post from tank tank was basically sharing in in an interview how men never marry the best sexually they don't they don't marry the best that they've ever had sexually now granted he was talking about a a a sexual situation he's talking about like for most married men The pussy that you married forever is not the best you've ever had. They kind of settle. But that made me think within the confines of vulnerability. How many men out there settle for something that's comfortable? They settle for someone that's not gonna challenge them to be open, honest, for them to be better for themselves, not for the benefit of their partner, but for themselves, somebody that's going to challenge them to be vulnerable for their own benefit, for their own healing. How many men have settled for that type of relationship? Relationship that doesn't challenge them to heal, to be happy, to be vulnerable. How many men are struggling in relationships like that? How many men have settled for relationships like that? They had a pussy fire, that ass fat. You know, she hold me down, you know, she make sure I eat, you know, she feed me good, you know, she take care of the kid. Whatever your dynamic is, all that's great. But does she challenge you to be vulnerable, honest, authentic? Does she allow you a safe space to do that? A lot of men don't talk about that. I'm going to assume a lot of men don't have that, which is probably contributing to that 50% divorce rate that we have. Not to say that it's always women's fault, even though they they file in higher numbers than men. But let's say 25% of that 50 is for men that were not in spaces that allowed them to be vulnerable, to be authentic, to be honest, to be nurtured to be consoled when they need it, to be supported when they need it, to be challenged, to become better when they need to. How many men out there have settled for that? How many men have struggled with that? How many men are, even even if you just date, we ain't even got to go all the way to marriage. How many men are, are, are chasing behind women or dating women that are not emotionally nurturing or not challenging them to be the best version of themselves as far as expression is concerned? How many men are settling for something that looks good next to them that they keep shelling out a lifestyle for that they keep trying to appease to, but are not getting challenged to be vulnerable and grow and be happy authentically to speak their mind truthfully. How many men are settling for that? How many men would rather not pay the cost of vulnerability to be have be next to something that looks better than something that is going to challenge them to be better. I've said it before on the show, we've mentioned it a few times, but I always kind of mention on and off air, like black men don't know they worth. Not to say that we are worth more than anybody in particular, but for you, for us as individuals, male, female, whatever you identify as. You as an individual in your life, you are worth more than anything anybody else could bring to the table, but you have to figure that out for yourself. Part of the way that you figure that out is by being vulnerable, sharing, expressing. When you can do that, you can understand how valuable you are to your life, how important you are to your journey. The things that you encounter are not more important than you. But I got to be vulnerable enough to understand how to perceive that and how to share that. So how many men out there are settling? Not because I settled for her. You know, I done had some dimes in my life. She, she a cool savage. She a cool eight. She not the bet. No, I'm not talking about that. Because I'd rather you have a seven that emotionally nurtures you and challenges you to be authentic, to be vulnerable and to be better than to get a 10 that just gives you the bill. But that made me come to a different thought. I arrived at this thought this week of like gender roles. We talk about that a lot on the show. We talk about relationship shit here a lot. But I thought about how gender roles condone the lack of vulnerability within black men, men of color. I like the only time that we are we are pushed to be vulnerable is when it's to appease to the ego or the validation of a woman. Not to say that that's a bad thing and that's your lady and you love her, Express that. You should be getting it in return. But if you want to express your love, you should feel vulnerable enough to express your love. But if you are hurting, you also should feel safe enough to express your pain and have that nurtured and supported. But we only highlight when a man is vulnerable in regards to his lady and his kids, of course. But we don't really champion men for being open, honest and vulnerable when it comes to their emotional discourse, the shit that they're struggling through, like say Nick. Our gender roles don't let men know that like, yo, you get the support that you need. Yo, you get the love that you're looking for. Yo, you get the resources and assistance and the help that you need when you're able to be vulnerable. When a man does do that, we don't champion him and say, hey man, I appreciate your vulnerability. I say that all the time. In therapy with my clients, At the end of the session, when I'm letting them know to have a good weekend, and they tell me, you know, I appreciate you, D.C., thank you. I tell them, thank you. I appreciate your vulnerability. This is important. If the other person on the other side of me, when I'm sitting in that therapy chair, ain't vulnerable, I ain't got no job. And people aren't vulnerable enough to come talk about what they're going through. I don't have no work. So I appreciate your vulnerability. But how often do we tell people that we appreciate them for being vulnerable with us? How often I challenge you, male, female, whatever you are, how often do you applaud the men that you interact with for being vulnerable with you? How often do you tell them, hey, man, I appreciate you sharing that with me? You ain't have to do that. And I appreciate you like I'm glad that you feel like this is a safe enough space for you to do so. Thank you for that. I hope you continue to share with me stuff, man. I I got you. I appreciate you for that. I got your back. Anytime you need to be like, feel free. I got you. How often do we do that? If you don't do it very often, start challenging yourself to do it more. That goes back to the New Year's resolutions. That's a good resolution to have. Support the men in your life with being more vulnerable for their own health because they need it. You support them, you get the best out of them. We have all types of shit up and down social media all day long bashing men. Right? I'll say a, a good, a good damn near. I'll say damn near fifty percent of 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 brown folks' social media, of black folks in America' social media. Fifty percent of that is bashing men. We do that enough, but. If you don't already and you recognize that you don't very often, allow yourself to start, hey, I'm going to be more conscious with applauding the men in my life for being vulnerable. I'm going to challenge them to be vulnerable. I'm going to show them that this is a safe enough space to do so. I'm going to show them that I got their back. I'm going to show them that I appreciate them. If you don't already, I challenge you to do that in the new year. Start now the holiday season. Y'all got two weeks off. Y'all ask us to be around your family and friends more often. If you don't tell people how much you appreciate their vulnerability, start practicing now. That could be a damn good gift that you give somebody. I bet you that will be better than some, some material shit that you can buy. I'm telling them like how much you appreciate them and how much you thank them, how much you applaud them for being vulnerable and sharing things with you, if they do, or encouraging them to do so if they don't. I mean, i would be as flashy as a new bands or some shit. But I guarantee you it pays dividends. So with all that being said, it kind of brings me to like my quote of the day. I know I haven't done that in a long ass time, right? I used to share that shit a lot. Mostly this year. I kind of cut it back a little bit this year. That don't mean I ain't been writing them. That ain't mean that I ain't came across none. God damn it. I'm still, hey, if y'all ain't know. Notes are still getting written. I've decreased that a little bit for my own personal well-being and mental health and self-care and all that other stuff that we could talk about on another episode, but i still be right nigga. So my quote of the day, the presence of dejection will manifest more dejection. The presence of a sad and depressed state will manifest more more sadness and depression the presence of a lack of vulnerability will manifest more lack of vulnerability the presence of more vulnerability will manifest more vulnerability essentially whatever you put out there is going to continue to grow If you're not vulnerable, you're going to continue to be affirmed that your vulnerability is not important. If you're not happy and positive and don't perceive things in a positive way, you're only going to manifest more of that negativity in your life. Whatever it is that you put out into this world, whatever it is that you express, whatever it is that you do, whatever it is that highlights your mindset, what you got going on inside, whatever it is. The more of it that you put externally into this world, the more will continue to manifest. So, if you feel like you can't be vulnerable, you're not gonna be able to, cause you ain't trying. It don't mean that you really can't, cause your ass got the ability to do so. You're just not allowing yourself to do it. So you don't feel protected by the black man. So, with that being said, everybody. I challenge you, I challenge you to be a little bit more vulnerable, I challenge you to be a little bit more open, honest, and authentic, I challenge you to challenge those that you care about to do the same, and I challenge you to be a safe space for other people. I know it was a little bit more mental healthy today, a little bit more heavy, as I may do with some of my clients sometime, like just, oh, blow that shit out your mouth. Shrug your shoulders, get that heaviness off you, shake it off you. If you ever heard of Qigong, you get some Qi that gets built up and you're breathing to get it out your body and you're shaking it and shaking it a little bit. Get it off you, shake it off you, get that negative energy off you, get that heaviness off you. Do that. This is a little bit heavy for you, but don't forget what I said. I'm challenging y'all. I want the best for y'all. Appreciate y'all tuning in, appreciate your love and support. Thank you for tuning in to Just a Dope-Ass Podcast with me today, King Carter, a.k.a. DCVBMT. We'll be back on Monday. TJ will be back, and we can get back to the ha-ha's and kiki's and all of those stuff. We can can do all that. I always just get turned around by these damn cameras. Wow, be good. But back to our regularly scheduled program on Monday. But I thank y'all for the support. Thank y'all for the love. Make sure y'all hit us up in the comments, whether it's on the post or whether it's on on here. If you're watching this recording or YouTube, whatever it is, let us know what you think, what you feel. Let me know in the comments section anything you want to share when it comes to vulnerability. If it's something that you want to get off your chest and you just want to share it, Hit me up in my DMs, hit us up on the pod page, hit us up in the comment section and let us know. Whatever it is, man, I applaud your vulnerability. So go ahead and do that. And I support you in doing so. As always, love you here, just a dope ass podcast. I'll see y'all on Monday, man. Enjoy y'all weekend. Be safe. When you attack, need somebody to latch. I got your back then. Yeah, I got your back then. Uh, Yeah. I got your back then I got your back then You don't forget the bottom black man I got your back yeah I got your back then Got your back yeah